0: Welcome and thanks for joining us on today's episode of Discussions with Derek and Susan. You can catch us on all major listening platforms and you can watch Derek and Susan live in the studio on YouTube. Now let's hand it over to Derek and Susan. Welcome to our discussion with Derek and Susan. So please follow us on social media, like us, and help us get the algorithm up so that many people will get to hear about what we have to say. Today, we're entering into our third uh, episode on the series on marriage. And we had uh, two very interesting discussions about what men won, what women won. And today, what are we discussing, Derek?
1: We're going to talk about fighting fair. Oh. oh. I, 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 when someone <laughs> I talked about that title, about fighting fair, they said, oh, we shouldn't fight. But that's not realistic. There's gonna be um, conflict. Um, there's gonna be um, disagreements in marriage. If I, I always ask someone when they're getting ready, you know, moving towards marriage, so um, what conflicts have you had? And if they ever tell me, "Oh, we don't have any conflicts," I get very nervous because <laughs> it means they're still in the dating uh, stage where they're, you know, acting like everything's perfect. You know, when you first go on your first date, she eats like a bird. You know, she doesn't eat much. Food. I don't think I ever did that. <laughs> 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 and then what happens by the fourth fifth date she's like are you gonna eat that you know let's share let's you yeah, know i, I
0: always uh, want to share yeah. but derek doesn't like to share no, i'll, buy you, said, your I'll own. buy you your own but i think that you know barney says sharing is caring Sharing share is it. more fun.
1: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it. It is, but uh just as long as we have enough to share. That's the thing with a man. You know, we gotta have enough to share. So uh, we like varieties, you know. We like yeah. to
0: try a little bit here, a little bit there. And then when we share, we feel that our hearts get closer, you know, our relationship gets stronger because we share. You that's should have done that.
1: The episode of, of what women want, they want to share. So okay. <laughs> well, you know, is as I was saying, you know, so we're on our best behavior. Sometimes we don't really let our hair down. The issues, our thoughts, mm-hmm. um, because we're trying to get to know that person. We're a little, a little bit more on our guard, maybe, you know, but as we proceed in relationship, um, as we become vulnerable, we're going to be, uh, sharing our heart and what we think and our opinions. That's right. And sometimes we don't always agree. Men and women, we see things differently and mm-hmm. God's made us differently. It's not that one's right or wrong. I think together we're better, but different perspectives. So we need to understand um, that those, um, perspectives, they don't become wedges in our relationship. You know, um, there's a saying that opposites attract. After marriage, opposites attack. And so the differences in people, oh the differences in people that we're attracted to someone is different than us. But if we're not careful, um, they can become irritations, um, the differences of opinions. Uh, can be there and so what happens we react out of that frustration and I think in talking about um, fighting fair as we disagree as is a conflict um, we don't want to let that frustration come um, and and we begin to attack each other so what are your thoughts on fighting fair we've been married 20 years coming in October uh, we haven't had a lot of major disagreements but there are times there been conflicts times that we Um, had challenges, and uh, what do you think over 20 years you would uh, begin to advise the women on how to resolve conflict in in a right way?
0: Okay, (laughs) I'm going to answer that, but before we do that, I just uh, thought of something I thought was quite interesting. I think uh, we recently counseled a couple, right? And uh, they dated for a couple of years and got, got married, but they never transit into the marriage. They were still, mm. they were married but dating. So, uh, and when you oversee a certain season, uh, there will be a pressure in that relationship. So what we saw was that they were still trying to uh, appease one another, make each other feel happy and love. Uh, but they are already married, so they never uh, really Come and uh, get to know each other and embrace the conflict. It's very important for us to embrace conflict and to learn how to fight and fight fair, because it's in the process of getting to know each other the differences come out. the The things that are the same, we you know, it's fine, it's easy, right? Yeah. It's <laughs> easy, but when we come together, if we want a true, uh, godly marriage where two become one. We know that the rough edges needs to be smoothed out. So that's where the conflict begins. Yep. So what are differences in our thoughts, differences about our opinion and how we do things? We need to face the conflict. And uh, so how do we face a conflict to fight in a manner that will bring the relationship forward rather than backwards? Uh, someone, a very wise man once said, if you want to fall, fall forward. Don't fall backwards, right? If you fall okay. backward, you hurt your head man that is that is disastrous but when you fall forward you still can see where you're falling you use your hand to protect yourself and you won't get majorly hurt mm. so in a relationship we want to fight but fight fair fight fair based on the basis of what on on the understanding that whatever conflicts and differences our end goal is we want to be closer as one we want to stand on each side we want to come into yeah. agreement so we fight to come into agreement. Does that make sense? It seems yeah. like a um you know oxymoron, but you know we fight in order to come into agreement so um I always say this, and i and I advise a lot of women major on the major, minor on the minor, right? If it's a major thing, you fight about it minor thing, please don't fight it and and don't argue don't you know press the the two pace from the middle or the end you know this that's a minor thing. Yeah. Okay, so don't don't waste your breath on it. Then the next question they would ask me is, so what are the major things? <laughs> <laughs> what are the major things that we need to fight and rough it up? So what do you think are the major things?
1: Wow, uh, you know, I, I think the the major things are the things that are important to you. Um, if it's preferences, you know, give in. If it's preferences, prefer the other person. The right. Bible says. I mean, it's not a right or wrong thing um if we're trying to be right all the the time and want our own way stay single you know um but when a in marriage it involves mutual compromise loving patience holy trust that's in the the vows that we make so so compromise if something's more important to you than it is to me i'm not going to argue my preference because it's not a big deal don't make it a major and so i think i would say that but things that i'm that are convictions to me things i feel strongly about I can't just give in, you know, when you talk about the dating, we might maybe tend to do that and just brush it aside, Um, but it's going to affect me. I begin to shut down inside or I begin to become resentful or I begin to become angry or I begin to come to a place where I'm not truthful to I'm not true to myself. Because I feel something, but I'm just trying to keep peace. And so, you know, we talk a lot of times about being the difference between being a peacemaker and a peacekeeper, mm-hmm, that's uh, a peacekeeper, just brush things. They give in all the time. Happy wife, happy life or happy husband. And they're just doing it. But but they shut down inside. That's not healthy. Right. Being a peacemaker uh, maker is what? I want to dialogue with you. We need to debate or we need to communicate or, you know, not really fighting as a negative connotation, but what what is that really doing? Iron sharpening iron so we can come to a mutual understanding and a mutual agreement. I might not agree 100% with what you're saying, but if it's important to you as my wife, it's going to be important to me. If it's important to me as the husband, it's going to be important to you as a wife. So I think that's the part where we come together. Unity is not conformity. There's things we might disagree on and there's things I'd be like, well, I don't really agree. And you're like, well, this is how I would do it. I'm like, well, I'm not going to do it that way because I don't agree. But it's OK, now, you know, that because, you, you know, you, your business or my business, certain things, it, it doesn't affect. And I take your advice, but we have different personalities. It's not a right or wrong. But on the majors, if it's affecting our family or, you know, our church or a major decision that's going to have repercussions, then we've got to have unity in, in, in our thing and, 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 work it out.
0: <laughs> you know why I was uh, chuckling? Because I, uh, I thought about, you know, what are the minor things that, you know, that really got me, it, you know, is, uh, the fact that, you know, you, you always leave your drawers ajar, right? Uh, the different drawers that... The, drawers yeah. are
1: underwear, so you must tell people. The, the cupboard, the drawer. The cupboard,
0: the drawer. Oh, whatever. But, you know, in Asia, we call them drawer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, you like to leave your cupboard a little bit uh, ajar, you know. And, and sometimes I walk into the room, and they are ajar at different angles, you know, different dimension. And it always hurts me because, like, I like all the, the cupboards to be closed properly, right? And so I would always say... Derek, why can't you close your cupboard? You know, but well, after a while, I think it's too much pain. It's causing me a lot of pain, so I decided that whenever I walk into the room, if the cupboard is ajar, I will close it. I will close yeah. it. So minor <laughs> on the minor and uh, minor on the ma- you know yeah. uh, and major on the major. Yeah. And then sometimes you know when we know that certain habits that we have is really causing our spouse, you know, headache and headache. Then, you know, out of love, we just do that little adjustment yeah. so that it is that person, you know. So it's really a give and take. But there are certain things that we need to put our foot on. And that is um, uh, pertaining to the well-being of our marriage. You know, how, how uh, both of us come into agreement about uh, values. Yeah. You know, what kind of values that we have, uh, that we prefer one another. We don't make a decision and then come and tell our uh, our spouse, especially if it's a major decision, right, that would uh, affect the marriage, affect the, our children and all that. Uh, we don't, um, you know, we don't get into debt and, and uh, spend money unwisely, get into debt, and then it affects uh, uh, the, the family's lifestyle and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, we don't have uh, friendship. Uh, of the opposite agenda, uh, opposite gender, without you know uh, involving husband and wife, right? Private relationship with uh, anyone that's of the opposite gender. Why we want to protect ourselves? We don't want to give room to uh, the devil and don't give room to for temptation, things like that. Uh, husband and wife needs to sit down and discuss what are the major things that uh, would affect the the unity of the marriage and of course the strength of the family yeah right what are some of the things yeah
1: i think you know it's it's about discussing things that are important to to you i mean i mean there's certain guidelines and everything i think even for single people you know we talk about the opposite gender and plutonic relationship that's not uh biblical Mm -hmm. um not that we can't have friends but we have to be careful and have boundaries and anything so there's those general things where maybe we're raised differently and we have certain boundaries and certain things but i think in discussion like you know um we're both working, um, you know, and so we both have incomes, but it doesn't become a bondage thing where it's like, you know, anytime you want to go to top up your Starbucks car, I need to know, you know, and you're spending $50. No, but but then the major purchases that are going to affect our family planning, all that, and those kind of discussions, Um, what is that amount? You know, if we're going to be spending thousands of dollars, we're going to talk about it. Um, and we kind of had that understanding when we first came together. I mean, I hear of couples and, you know, the husband went out and bought a brand new car. The wife went out and brought a brand new car and like, you know, they're living off one income and didn't discuss. That's just disrespectful. So I think the issue, um, you know, we have things that we've discussed, but I think the the issue is what's important to you um, and having that discussion ahead of time. And so we don't disrespect one another um, because of our preference. and I mean, we different culture, our family, you know, things that mm-hmm. are there. um in the in that kind of planning of where we're going, um, you know, with our family, our career, our vacations, our holidays, things that affect all of us together. I think those are the things important. Those are the majors, um, because it's not fair to me to make a decision without considering you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm the head of the house. You're my wife, and but but it's respect. Um, it's not. We're not dictators where we're just doing our thing and you, you, know, you just follow me. No, I value you. I want your input. And, and I think that as a husband, it's the same. Um, you know, we value each other, respect each other's time and, and its courtesy. So I think if we can do that, a lot of the conflicts are resolved just in preferring each other, being considerate to each other. But there's certain things that maybe um, in considering each other, we don't agree. And that's where we need to have the right tools to to dialogue with those things. And those things shouldn't be everyday issues. Um, if they are, we need to look at our compatibility and we've got major issues, you know, that we need mm. to really work through. But they're gonna come up at times, um, mm. because of what we wanna do, of what our preference is and um you know, it could be a vacation and, you know, we're wanting to go camping and our wife doesn't like camping. So, you know, but if we just plan everything out and tell her you're going camping and she's not going to be happy and then she did it once and now every year you're wanting to do the same thing, you're not considering. So that's where, you know, if we're planning a family vacation, where would you like to go? What would you like to do all of that? If not, she keeps doing what you're you're planning to do. She's going to be resentful for the, for the for the wife, it's the same. For the husband, you know, if, if she's not going to be around, she's planning her own life and living like a single, the husband's going to become resentful and feel that he's not important. So I think it's, um, you know, rather than just giving specifics because it doesn't apply to everybody, those are kind of the, the principles that we need to look at um, and looking what's a minor and what's a major. And some things might not be a major to me, but it's a major to you. I see a wind blowing on the nations of the earth, stirring the hearts of men and bringing refreshing. As it continues to blow, it gains momentum and becomes an unstoppable torrent that sets things in order in the earth. The sleeping giant is awakening through the power of the Holy Spirit, a people, the church activated in the gifts and demonstration of the Spirit. Altars are filled with repentant hearts, longing for a move of God. I see a great awakening has begun.
0: So in uh, learning to fight fair, the first thing we need to know is that we fight to come into an agreement, right? Secondly, to major on the major, minor on the minor. The yeah. third thing is when we are fighting, the rule is never to attack each other, yeah. right? It's to address the issues and uh, and understand what is the problem, where uh, what are the solutions and never attack the, pro- uh, the person. We always choose to love the person, but we admit the problem. We address the problem, yeah. and then deal with the issues. Yeah. Just want to
1: jump in there. You know, when we talk about attacking, what is that? We're frustrated when there's disagreement, or you're hurt, or you felt disrespected, or you felt you weren't considered. There's an emotion that is there. So when we talk about not attacking, what is that? Taking that emotion and beating someone over the head with it. You know, so rather than like I'm, yeah, I'm so you, you know, I start calling you names. You're not considered. You're not a good wife. You never think of me. And I'm just emotional diarrhea. You know, and vomiting. On you, that's not right, you know. But what is it? I'm really upset. I need to talk to you because this is how I'm feeling.
0: I'll say I'm hurt by what you just said. Yeah. You know what you did make me feel betrayed, or what you did um, caused me to feel undervalued. Yeah. So these are things that we need to learn how to communicate and not uh, use words to uh, define or frame that person. You yeah. You know, attack. Yeah, because that will not cause you to come into agreement. When a person is attacked, what does he do? What does she do? You know, she defends herself. He defends herself. So there's never, you you never will come to an agreement. So on the onset, we must agree to disagree, but in our disagreement to come back into agreement, right? Does, Does that sound logical? So, yeah, we do not attack. So that's how we fight fair. We fight fair by not attacking, making a decision. We don't attack the person. We love the person, but we want to address the issues and solve the problem.
1: Yeah. And I think it's just realizing we're on the same team. When I'm attacking because if I'm hurt or frustrated or whatever, I now put you on the defensive. We're no longer on the same team. But if I can come and express and appeal to your love and your your compassion, your care for me, what am I doing? I'm bringing you now into the issue so we can work to, together to resolve the issue. But right. if, if I attack, then what happens immediately when someone's attacked, what do they do? They go on the defensive. And then now we I, we're on different sides. We're no longer on the same team. And as you did this and then, well, you did this and well, you make me feel this way. Well, you made me feel this way. And then, you know, all the stuff comes out.
0: So and- when one person is attacking, right? So if, Unfortunately, it comes to that place when one person is attacking. So the other person must know I can, the way I respond will either close the door for torment and demons to come in and divide us, right? Uh, or the issues to divide us, or I can swing open this wide and pour uh, oil on the fire and cause it to burn us all alive. <laughs> so there must be a restraint, there must be self control. Yeah. So whoever has the greater control leads the discussion. Does that make sense?
1: What do you mean the greater control?
0: That means a greater ability to take control of the situation and to open the doors uh, for restitution, res- restoration and peace to come in, or open the doors for chaos, torment to come in, right? Yeah. So um, I realized that in many of our, my counseling with people, uh, that is the issue because we are not, if, if we're all always in agreement, there'll be world peace. But when someone is hurt, wounded, and then uh, he, he or she starts to you know, uh, be on the attack, be on the defense, defense, what must we do on the other side? There must be someone who will take up the cross. There will, must be someone who will be Christ in that situation. Yeah. And know that this is going beyond the problem. This is now coming into a different space. So what do we do? The Bible says that we need to be in the bond of peace. So we need to usher in peace. So how do how does one do that? You know, uh, are you able to shed some light?
1: Yeah, I think you know I've used this, and not to to be demeaning, but like someone's got to be the bigger person, and or someone's got to be Christ in this situation. And I think the person that needs to be that is the person that's not hurt, the person that's not offended. Um, of course, the Bible talks about if I'm hurt and offended, I come at you. I shouldn't, you know vomit on you and spew my emotion but if I'm a bigger person on Christ I can take a step back and be like oh this person's really upset right now that's why they're reacting that way rather than react so I choose to act so I can come in and immediately identify with that hurt you know we should respond correctly we shouldn't you know keep each other and come together and I'm angry right now but when you're angry sometimes you don't do that your voice does get raised you know, so what would I do as a bigger person? Say, "Oh, I'm so you know, sorry, you're angry right now. My intention was not to hurt you, and so I deal with that emotion, even if I felt it's a misunderstanding. Because what am I doing? I'm letting you know that you feel hurt, and immediately when I do that as the bigger person, um, and I'm not in the defensive, what's going to happen? You're gonna, okay, I'm feeling hurt right now, and then I can begin to deal with the issue. So I think it's just being that bigger person. If we both add fuel to the fire and I throw gas on you and you throw gas on me, what do we have? Every, every conflict. And I met couples like that. Every conflict's World War Three, World War IV, World War, you know, and it can be such a small thing, but we haven't built the, the people skills or the, the relational skills to do that. So I think it's taking a step back, you know, if the person's offended, show them some grace because they're feeling a lot right now and then begin to hear them out first Seek to understand before seeking to understand, you know, and, and it, that person could be totally wrong in their perception, but you don't start out saying, well, you're wrong. You shouldn't feel this way. We need to identify and that's love with what they're feeling. If that makes sense. Right. And then, and then be the bigger person, be Christ, come into the situation, let them feel heard. And then we can deal with the miscommunication. We can deal with the other issues and work to a resolution. But step one, the person needs to feel that they, they, that they, they are being heard that you care, that you're identifying with what they're feeling, especially if they're feeling so strongly about it.
0: Right. And the the Bible says, you know, words will stir up wrath, right? So we do not want to let the sun set on our wrath. We do not want to, in our anger, give way to demons to torment us. So it is important for us when we start a fight to know how to end it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And we do not want to, you know, um, we do not want to open the doors for uh, demons to come in, you know, and torment the, the one that we love. Uh, and at the end of the day, we want to come into alignment and agreement with God. What does God want to do uh, in that situation? However, there will be situations situation where you are so angry because things are said and then you find that you do not have that capacity at that moment. And I think one of the key to fighting fair. Is uh if you know that you do not have the capacity and you're falling off the cliff to have the ability to say, I am not able to handle this right now. And I do not I do not like the way this thing is going. I need to withdraw and let's come back and discuss this in another yeah, time. take a, a time, 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 time out. Take a time right? out. The ability to say, I cannot deal with this. Let's go back, let's pray, let's calm down and let's think about this. So, um, it is important, I, I think. You know, uh, it's good that if someone can come in and be the Christ, but if both are so yeah. heated up, then it's good to say, Hey, let's take a time out.
1: Yeah, and I think that's managing our emotion, managing the situation. Uh, we want to be productive, we want to have peace, um, but not be the peacekeeper and just push it aside because we're not able to resolve it, but take some time out. To go back, maybe we need to pray. Maybe we need to go for a walk and get our thoughts so we can articulate better what we're really feeling and come back and, and take that time out. But come back. Don't let it be a week time out, a two-week time out. You know, that's not going to work. We have different personalities. Some, you know, men, when there's calling they just go to sleep. It drives the wife crazy, but that's how they deal with it. just switch off. You know, the women, you know, they're, they need space to think they're not ready to talk. And some men, like, let's talk now. I want this dealt with now. Like, you know, you brought it up. It's not fair that you bring it up and you, you, you're you not dealing with it, but we need to give people that grace again because we want a healthy resolution. Take that time, but not, you know, too long. The Bible says don't let the sun go down on your anger. Uh, so we shouldn't go days without coming back to talk and use that as an escape, not to deal with the conflict. But I agree 100%. You know, we want to come when we're in our best place. We're not exhausted. It's not 1 a.m. in the morning and we're trying to have a major discussion when we're both exhausted and and show each other that grace and be big enough in ourselves that we can go before God and realize this is not the right time. That's fighting fair. And knowing that person is in a a position to talk, you know, Mm -hmm. we're upset and, you know, you don't wake your husband up at three in the morning. I'm angry with you. And he's like, what? You woke me up. You know, I'm I'm exhausted. I get up at six o'clock to go to work just showing um grace and care and we can still walk in love when there's disagreement we can still walk in love when there's conflict and give each other that that space and and uh you know and, and still do life together but don't go too long we got to deal with it don't push it under if you can't and you've come back and you keep needing to take timeouts, get someone else in go to someone who's spiritually mature go to your pastor a counselor a couple mm-hmm. Hey, we're having a problem. Resolve this. Help us to resolve this. And I think there's wisdom in that. Don't just go for counseling when you're, you know, you're you're in a very dark place, and then now it's going to take you months to get out of it. Realize if you're not working through something, you keep having the same issue. You're not able to resolve it. Get help. And that's that's maturity. That's wisdom too.
0: Yeah, that's right. Um, what I wanted to say. Um, yeah. Not to be afraid to fight, you yeah. know, and I, I think is uh, learning how to fight uh, with, uh, you know, I think that word is probably not the best word to use, but how to have conflict uh, yet, you know, end up where you need it to go. Right. And yeah. sometimes is you have to ask, are you wanted to quarrel with me or you wanted to resolve an issue? If yeah. you want to quarrel with me, uh, I do not want to participate <clears throat> in this quarrel and no one can quarrel on their own. Yeah, You know, try. It will not last very long, right? So sometimes if a person is just going off, if you just keep quiet after a while, everything will cease, right? Because no one can quarrel on their own. But if you want to resolve a a conflict, an issue, then uh, we always uh, have the common intention to make sure that we are going to move forward, you know, through this conflict.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, it's, it's not making everything an issue. Sometimes you're just tired, moody, you know, sometimes there were times, you know, in our early years of marriage and you would be a bit moody. I'm like, what's going on? Then I realize you're not angry. You're hangry and you just need to eat, you know, <laughs> and say, Hey, did you eat lunch today? No. And, and show concern. We just had a hard day, but not expecting people to be perfect all the time, not, you know, uh, making an issue out of everything. Sometimes we just need to, you know, Yeah, you don't have to
0: confront everything, Uh, right? Exactly.
1: You know, and that's exhausting for anyone because we're imperfect people. We don't get it right all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, um, there are going to be conflicts. Jesus said offenses will come. We get offended with people outside of home. Of course, when we live in that intensity with someone as as a spouse, there's going to be conflicts. There's going to be things that that offended us. They're going to come. But how do we deal with it? How do we deal with conflict in a healthy way? you know, not bringing our emotion into it, staying on the same uh, side, Mm -hmm. using the timeout card when we need to. And again, you know, um, beginning to know that as we're helping that person as we're working through it, even though it takes a lot of work. But what happens? We're we're coming closer together. We're growing closer together. We have a greater understanding. And we're also developing the skills of how to deal with future conflicts so they don't have to blow up and become something huge.
0: Yeah. Any last
1: thoughts, last words on that?
0: Yeah, it's just a character transformation, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's because when we have conflict, who do we choose? We choose God, we choose our spouse, or we choose ourselves? So part and parcel of it is growing up to choose the bigger picture, right? To choose God's agenda, to choose to uh, esteem the other person, to choose compassion, to choose love, to choose forgiveness, uh, long-suffering, nobody likes that word but we choose long-suffering. So it is part and parcel of us growing up. That's why I think in one of the episodes you talk about marriage is the cornerstone, the bedrock for Christian transformation, for Christ-likeness. So uh, if you don't want to be transformed, then don't get married because when you get married, that is where you you will be uh, conflicted. You will have opportunities where God will... uh, use all these conflicts to mow us, to test us, whether will we obey the word, follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, and enlarge our heart and change our character. Definitely, uh, I think that marriage uh, is so crucial. Yeah. yeah uh, for not just the well-being of society, but also the transformation of men and women and upon the bedrock of a strong marriage. That's where we raise up a strong family. Children that model after their father and the mother and learn how to love in spite of differences and how to embrace despite of difficulties. I hope that this episode has helped someone out there um, and to learn how to fight uh, but fight fair and fight with an objective to bring your marriage further and bring power back to this union.
1: We hope you've been blessed and if you can help us to share uh, this, hit the like button, give us some love on there and uh, let people know about this. We hope it'll be helpful. You can write to us if you have any questions or we have any question answers um, at the end of this series at info at org. Go to our website, we've got a lot of materials for you and more content coming your way.